God. Yes. Are you recording? Are you yes. ready? Yes. Tell me everything. Okay. So, Alexis. Yeah. In Rome, where I was last weekend. Yeah. There is a cat sanctuary at um, the site of Julius Caesar's assassination. So it's a temple ruins that is also a cat sanctuary. So what happened was the site of the temple ruins was there first. Then like a bunch of cat colonies just moved in. They were like, we live here now. And the cat, the the, the temple people were like, of course you do. Uh, Of course you do, angels. And just also turned into a cat sanctuary. So most of the cats that live there are sick or like elderly. It is amazing. I saw so many good cats. Yeah. That was fantastic. Just the best. Yeah. Um, Do you, I, were there any, any standouts that you remember? Um, so there was one um, that was a three-legged tabby. Oh. And she was just lying on the top. I think I have a picture of it. I'll post it. She was like lying on the top of a column. A column that has to be like thousands of years yeah, yeah. I, going? I am going with thousands that is right yeah thousands of years old she's just lying on top of it in the sun like i don't care that this is a piece of irreplaceable history i'm sunning myself yes iconic yes those are uh. great um so i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed rome for cats yeah um i also went to a crypt this isn't animal related but it was just really cool um there's a capuchin monk crypt in rome and it's like 3,700 skeletons all turned into art. Just Google it. It's the weirdest thing you've ever... Google it right now. Okay, Google yeah, it right now. What's it called? The Capuchin Monk Crypt. In, in fact, I'll just send you what's quicker if you Google it. I got it. Yeah. And you'll see what I mean. It's crazy. Whoa. Oh, I've seen pictures yeah. of this. I just didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it was incredible. Yes. It was so wow. good. Wow, cool. Okay. It was so goth. I was, yeah. It was just amazing. This is the um, so thing in the very world. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, it was the most goth thing. It was amazing. So that was really cool. Um, and then what else did we do in Rome? Um, we just ate a lot I was just as saying, well. I mean, I imagine you ate. <laughs> I ate so much. There was one day, the night of two dinners, where we had two dinners. It was the best day of my life. <sighs> we were like, we went for dinner. I had um, a pizza. Michael had a pasta. And then we were just like ambling about that evening, stopped for a couple of cocktails, kept walking, saw a different place. We were like, that looks really good. Do we just go for a second dinner? Oh. We were like, we're on a holiday. Of course we do. So we went for a second dinner and then I had a pasta and Michael had a pizza. It was amazing. I love awesome. that. I just think that like, if, if you're on a holiday and you don't have two dinners, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah, and why, and why stop yourself? You know what I mean? Like why, why if you... If you still got room in your stomach, go for it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so, but also while we were away, it meant obviously that Miss P was at the category. Yes. So we went and picked her up. Um, she has been so affectionate since coming home, oh. which has been really nice. Like she's, she's so happy to be home. Yeah. She was so sweet. Like even on the train, she was like meowing at me in her little bag and she kept trying to like rub herself against me. Then we got home, like I let her out and she was just like zooming all about the flat. Um, Yeah, she's been an absolute angel. Um, And it's really cold at the moment here. Mm -hmm. So she's at night, she's snuggled right up. She's like right in there between us having cuddles. It's the best. Um, So yeah, she's she's really good at the moment. She's just so happy to be back with her people. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, 
I love that. There's a, like there's something so nice about coming home to excited animals. Yeah, it's the it's honestly so nice. Yeah, it's the best feeling ever. Yeah, and she just like <laughs> on the train back, she was so vocal, mm-hmm. and I had to just kind of explain to people like. She's not meowing because she's like stressed or upset about being in the bag. She's meowing. She's excited to see me because I know the difference is yes. her meows. And I was like, no, no, no. This is her both berating me for leaving her and being delighted that I'm back. Um, yes. Then she would just like lie and watch the world go by out her window because she loves the train. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, all, all good on this end. What's what's going with you? Not a whole lot. It's get, It's getting... It was cold. It got hot again. It's now getting cold again at night. Like, not you know, cold for here. Yeah. Um, but I just like it because, like, the animals get snugglier. And it's really yeah, cute. It's I woke up this morning, like, I think it's around the time my work alarm goes off. Both dogs kind of know even before that. But it's Saturday. And so my work alarm wasn't going to go off. But Cricket just started, like, gently, like, <laughs> um, patting at my head. And like sort of not barking, but doing like little like, and I was like, yes. And he just wanted to snuggle more. He like, I think the position I was in wasn't satisfactory. And so I like let him into like be the little, little spoon basically. And then he went back to sleep and I was like, okay. I don't know if you had to wake me up for that, but it's really cute. That's so cute. He's on my lap right now also. So he's. What's your plan for, um thanksgiving ah uh, yes like, what... um we'll we're gonna stay here so we're gonna go to a friend's house so they'll be fine okay cool do you take them with you do, do they just chill at the house, at the house. or I something like that i'm gonna go to like a friend's house to eat so it's like it'll be a really? short thing okay fair I... enough yeah i just think like like on christmas day we have to put simba in a different room because yeah. he will be up on the table eating the eating everything right, yeah, so. yeah yeah they're, yeah yeah they're moderately annoying when we're trying to like host like that but the main the main issue when we have like people over isn't so much about the food but it's more just that like they get barky yeah and then at a certain point you're like okay but i am trying to talk to people like you you have to stop but it also depends who it's like strangers they'll they'll bark more and then crumb starts to bark if the food smells really good yeah, Simba's the same. Yeah. He's like, that's delicious. Why can't I have yes. it? Like, what is that? Um, the problem I find as well is like, I don't. This is this is really where our cat and our dog differ. Percy, if she sees something or smells something that looks nice, yeah. um, she doesn't really like human food. It's she likes bacon and she likes salmon. Like mm. those are her two things. Mm-hmm. So if you give her a little bit of bacon that you're cooking, she leaves you alone. She's like, cool, thank you. I just wanted a little taste, and yeah. she trots off with her bacon. Simba's short-term memory, I guess, doesn't exist because he'll eat it and then immediately go, I-, I said I wanted some. And it's like, I just gave you a bit. And he's like, no, what? No, you didn't. It's not here anymore. So clearly you didn't. Yeah. I'm giving some food. So it doesn't ever achieve anything if you just try and placate him by giving him a bit. So you just have to kick him out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's nice, honestly. Yeah. Mm. Um, we have a really fun guest today, don't we? We have a fantastic guest today. Um, Francesco Marciuliano is here. He wrote, Oh, It's You. Um, and he's also the author of I Could Pee on This and Other Poems for Cats. And I Could Chew on This and Other Poems for Dogs. Um, and these are, they're such fun books, but such great poetry about the way 
cats express their their love. And I guess we should just jump into it, right? Yeah, let's. All right, everybody, we are thrilled to be joined by Francesco Marciuliano, the author of I Could Pee on This and Other Poems from Cats, along with some other um, I Could Chew on This and Other Poems for Dogs and others. Thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, I'm glad this worked. I had a whole bunch of audio issues on my end, people, and they were very helpful for me. I'm saying this to show how nice and helpful they are. It's thank, thank you. you. No, Giving us far to too much credit. Yeah. It's so normal yeah. to it's, have all the issues, the job. honestly. Take the compliment. No. <laughs> it's sincere. Um, so, okay, tell us about, about these poetry books. How did how did they come to be? What what inspired you? <laughs> um, how does one how does this happen? Yeah, I did. I, I once had someone say, "Did you major this in college?" It's like, no, that's that's a very specific English major. <laughs> I think my major was like twentieth century British plays. It was something that was geared for jobs. So, yeah. You know. Oh, of course, yes. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> it was course, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's when your parents just watch you and slowly sob. <laughs> I um, also I, did twentieth. I also did twentieth century British theatre at university, and my parents were like, "Wow, what an investment!" <laughs> <laughs> but if you did, but I'm going to assume if you did British theatre, it's the theatre that you were near. Whereas I'm going, it's like no, yeah, that, you yeah. have you have yet to visit the West End. You're not even close to the West End. See, we're talking about cats already. See how on topic this has started. This is fantastic. This is all my fault. Um, so I had two cats, Boris and Natasha, mm-hmm. oh. who were named after because I watched Bullwinkle Bull and um, mm-hmm. you know because I watched Bullwinkle cartoons. Someone did ask me when I had those. So they're named after the characters in War and Peace. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> That was it. Exactly. That's what I named them after. We're just going to do this because I'm in the middle of a date and you just asked me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. But yeah, and then what happened? I had them for close to 17 years. And after they passed away, I was sad. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something to remember them. But I enjoyed my time with them and I didn't want to do anything mournful. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly how it came up, but I started writing poems as if they wrote the poems. And I want them to be funny. I didn't want them to be sad. A couple of years ago, I used to work, prior to this, prior to my writing this, I used to work on a humor site and I created a book. I created a list of books I would never sell on Amazon. Just list. It's like Portuguese oh, people you I may know. I'm, yeah, I'm Portuguese in case anyone gets upset Portuguese like this. You know, can we talk to the dead? No. And one of the books I had on there was uh, I Could Be in This and Other Poems by Cats. So when I wrote this, I said, wait, I already have a title. So two things. One, I've got to scrub that article from the internet because that's not going to be good PR. And I did. And I, se- I sent it to my agent. And he said, well, you know, it's hard to get. It's like, okay. Um, but at the same time, I, this is this is all going to make sense. This is a very long answer. No, I love this. this is perfect. Um, we love long answers. Yeah. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to work out fine, man. You're coming yeah. um, do you remember when Charlie Sheen had his breakdown? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first, the major one, the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. there's probably been a succession the one we all think of. Yeah, yeah, the, the one that we know. So when that <laughs> happened, I accidentally came across it on the internet, and I and all I did because I don't know why I took the quotes and I put them in pictures of cats. All I did was just yank them out, kind of put them in pictures and tap. And in three days, I got like. 700,000 hits on a blog that I had that never got anywhere. You know, yeah, it went yeah. from like 12 to 700,000. 
So I had the poems and I thought, well, you know, this would be around 2010 or something. I said, well, people seem to like cats. So I sent it to my agent and he said, well, you know, we'll see. And then he called me one day and said, okay, I sent your poems off without your permission. I said, well, you had my permission. I sent it. He's like, I figured if no one bought them, you'd never know. If someone did, I'm going to call and tell you. I'm going to tell you they want that, which shows what kind of fragile state he must have thought I was in. I can't tell him I'm doing this. I don't want poor hopes. That poor, poor man. He's made of glass. So, yeah, and then it happened, and I was extremely fortunate with the reaction. I was also extremely fortunate that they let me keep the title. Mm. They never questioned the title. Some stores did. It's such a good title. It's such a good title. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And I was very happy they kept it. And initially, some sort of thing, then it started to sell well. And then, as you can see, I kept doing it. Yeah. So that the I Could Chew on this is the dog poem and the current one. I know we're doing podcasts, so there's no reason for me to hold up a copy of the book, but I'm going to do it anyway for prop purposes. So it's Oh, It's You Love Poems by Cats. Oh, and oh. So that, in case you want to know, this is the book we're promoting. But well, this is the book my publisher's going, you did say that book 11 times. I am. Oh, it's you, Love Poems by Cats, twice so far. All right, they have Oh, it's I'm you is, is oh, just you. absolutely so indicative of how a cat loves as well. Thank it's you. like, oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're big, I guess. Like, you're fine. I mean, that's why on the cover, it's just a cat. Dead eyed stare with yes. some flowers on top. Yes. And just like, hey. Hey. It's so like whenever you see the pictures of people come home and the dog runs up to them and then the cat's like, oh, oh yeah, you live here. Yeah. I knew your name oh, was on the lease. You're the one that pays the rent. <laughs> you're the one who shows up with the can in the morning. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was like elves. <laughs> <laughs> but so this may be my eighth book. And depending how well it goes, we'll see if there's a ninth. But <laughs> this is my eighth book. And um, I, I like this as the ring endorsement. I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's here. Okay. Yeah, I think that is a ringing endorsement. Writer to writer. That's, that <laughs> when is you not... like your own work, when you yes. articulate your arm as to pat your own back, there's nothing when horrible about that. When you still like your, because like, I'm, I'm also a writer. Yeah. And by the time I get to this point of the process, I kind of hate the book a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> I hate it a little because it's like, it's it's hard. Writing is really hard. So the fact that you like it is a, absolutely huge. a ringing endorsement. It's very funny that you said that because I sold the book. I was very happy to. And then, uh, you know, it was during COVID time. So it was a long stretch because they figured, well, let's wait till someone actually goes into a store. And then they sent me the manuscript a year later and said, here are some notes. And I read my manuscript. And to your point, I erased 80% of it. I just said, no, yeah. I'm rewriting this again because, no. I'm very happy with what it, what it came to. Yeah. But when I write these books, there are, there are about uh, 60 poems per book. And I would say nope. on average, I write about 300, 350 yeah. per book. Yeah. No, that doesn't mean 350 good ones. <laughs> but, and sometimes they're variations on a theme. But I work from home, so you're catching me in my office. Mm-hmm. And uh, I write by walking, so I walk a lot. Oh, <laughs> Fascinating. Wow. I can't. I can't write by sitting in front of a computer. I'm. I'm essentially a fugitive with a return address. That's kind of how it works. I just. 
That was a very it's long incredible. answer. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> no, it's 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 incredible to me that like because poetry is very hard to sell. Um, I've had a poetry collection yes. submission for about a year. It's so oh, cool. hard to sell. So like. Number one, well done. Good job. <laughs> like props, applause, and that was oh, That's you. incredible. To even get a, a a deal for poetry, to get multiple deals for poetry is, is so hard. Did you always want to write poetry? Like what's been your journey into writing? I feel like the smart answer is I should say yes. <laughs> but not exactly. What I wanted to do was write humor. Mm. I wanted to write humor since I was a kid. And I wanted to write uh, comic strips, newspaper comic strips. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually my job. I write two newspaper comic strips. They run daily, you know, across America. And um, But that's what I went to do. When I was a kid, I wrote a bucket list. It wasn't called a bucket list when I was a kid. Yeah. And that sounds really morbid because I was healthy. <laughs> Nothing was wrong. But this will show my age. Around that time, we had the killer bees. I don't know if anyone remembers. There was a period where there were killer bees, and all they did was give news reports of how they were slowly moving up north. As you could tell okay. by my well, wait, killer accent. bees like what, like killed people. Like what? Supposedly, what how were they killer bees? Why were they killer just, bees? I, because apparently they killed people. We're just this is a whole new podcast, people. I love it. So they, <laughs> they, what happened is now now I feel old. It's like what do you mean there was a thing called baseball? <laughs> well, back in the day, no. so they were killer bees. They had crossbred two bees, uh-huh. apparently. Why someone did that, I don't know, some island of Dr. Moreau aspect. And they said, what the hell? We got a Saturday. So they did this, and these bees <laughs> just kept moving up. And apparently they would attack in mass and just kill someone by stinging. Wow. The, That's this terrifying. Was this, so this is around 1978. There's even a movie called The Swarm that's about killer bees, when oh. everything was an animal. Ooh. Right. Okay. I didn't is. realize that the swarm was based on like an actual <laughs> phenomena. That's well, crazy. that's what it is. So the new, I remember each morning, like Good Morning America, I think the, the weatherman would do the weather report. I think at that time it was Spencer Christian, and he would show the weather report. And what he would do is show where the killer bees are. Oh, so my God. The and they'd show this swarm up. And I was a little kid and going, we got six months, maybe eight if we moved to Canada. <laughs> We're dead. That is it. I was a remarkably anxious child. And so I thought, I got to make plans. So I made plans. I wanted to write comic strips. I wanted to write humor books. Um, do keep in mind, I'm, I'm age not eight or nine mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. so please keep in mind this. I wanted to write for puppets. Yes. And I wanted to be a Padawan because, you know, Star Wars, oh, yeah, a little yeah, Jedi. Yeah. I got three of those. Hey! Jedi school has not happened, and no no Jedi school is like, you know, you're in your 50s. Come on over. Let's start this. No, that would be sad all around. <laughs> but, yeah, so I wanted to write humor from the beginning, and I came across this. I used to write, like, humorous poetry. I mean, by that, it sounds like I'm saying limericks. <laughs> but, no, I just used to write humorous poetry. Mm-hmm. just wrote a lot of humor. I'd stuff for, like, The Onion and McSweeney's and such. Awesome. And... This came about, and I was very happy because if you see the photo in I Could Pee on this, it's of my two cats Aww. at the time, Boris and Natasha. Well, dedica- all the books are dedicated to various pets, yeah. which, uh, one, I like to do, and two, to be quite honest, I have done the book where you dedicate it to a person. Three weeks before that book comes out, you break up. That per- that relationship falls. <laughs> it's, and then you look at your book going, I'm dry, he- I'm dry heaving right now. Like- <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> 
It's going to be good. It's all going to work. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you. Now I'm nervous about the book. I'm nervous about bees. I'm coming out of this with just. The whole point was not for me to induce flop sweat. Okay. It happens. Um, Hey, speaking of your pets, what? Tell us about your current pets. What do? What are we working with? I. I have two sisters. They're black and white cats. They are Kiki and Lilo. Very cool. So uh, Kiki's named after Kiki's Delivery Service. Ah, I love like that it. film. Lo- absolutely love that film. And the other one is Lilo, which was actually named after Lilu, who is the fifth element. Ah, yes. Ooh. I know a dog named Lilu. <laughs> yeah, but I would say day three is saying Lilu. Yeah. It was like, that's a little hard. So, we- so it became Lilo. <laughs> But yeah, so they are both eight years old. Aww. Kiki is sitting right next to me, and she's the one with the uh, cone on her head right oh, now. Oh, yes. Oh. And they are, despite the joke I made with the book here, they are exceedingly affectionate. Yeah. Like oh. two in the morning, the cat will go, rah, 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 run in, just jump on my chest and fall asleep. Like, well, I guess I'm in this position for four <laughs> <Yeah>. hours. <laughs> well, this is a thing we talk right. about quite a bit with cats is that, you know, they are so sweet and cuddly you just have to like prove you're worthy of their their trust yeah. and we love that yeah, they're selective, aren't they 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 they're exclusive there's like a vip list for their affection <laughs> we'll have a great respect for that i really do they have the little velvet rope that they, they unlatch and let you in <laughs> that you know the little list with the little thing you know you're not on it you can wait outside yeah. um <laughs> But they are, I mean, they are affectionate and they are actually friendly with other people. Yeah. If they've met someone about two or three times and they remember the scent, they don't. Have, they can be gone for months. When they come back, they know that they like yeah. them. Oh. And so, yeah, I mean, they, when I had Boris and Natasha, the cats that, or I could pee on this, Boris essentially just imprinted on me. Mm-hmm. My friend, I mean, I was in a relationship at the time and then I was also married at the time. I later, same cats. And my friend basically said it was, it was like Elliot and E.T. You know, somewhere <laughs> there was a little plant that was either going to get healthy or die, depending on our relationship off to the side. <laughs> and he, uh, but he imprinted on one person. Natasha would just greet people at the door. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Everything, the dip's over there. We got wine over there. Cheese. Just come and make yourself at home. He doesn't, he's not even here. I just let you in. So I developed thumbs. I opened the doorknob. But the, they are very friendly cats they are talkative mm. and um love a they, uh, <laughs> yeah. two in the morning sometimes i'll hear this uh, this one yes podcast is a visual medium right uh <laughs> kiki over here uh two in the morning i hear <laughs> and i hear this and it happened a few days and then i checked two or three times at two in the morning and what it was that she was in the hallway and she was talking to a little stuffed chewbacca toy Oh, so a couple times the Chewbacca toy shows up in different parts of the apartment every morning. She walks around with her mouth, she puts it down, and then has a job interview. <laughs> so, so only two love poems by cats available now. All right, <laughs> I know how to cram this yeah, in. It's great. Right. Professional. Very doing professional. Excellent Everyone's job. already. People are they're buying it now. They're listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you get them as kittens? I got them about six months old, uh-huh. and so not exactly. When I got the first two cats, I got them about eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow, teeny! But uh, so they were Babies. tiny, yeah. And they told me they were brother and sister. They didn't look anything alike. <laughs> so I think they said we just need to get rid of the two, and I was very happy. So these yeah. are actually sisters. <laughs> um, so you do that thing where you try to figure out 
when their birthday is by math. So mm-hmm. their birthday is Independence Day Eve. Okay. <laughs> July 3rd. And so they're a little over uh, eight. Yeah. Almost. You're almost nine years old. You can't be nine. Oh, that's not helpful. <laughs> Remember, you're living the 40 human years. We made this deal. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was me talking to the cat. You can't see a visual. No, side, no, but, but I, you know, I, I know, I know a pet talk it. when I hear it. <laughs> Did you grow up with cats? Like, were you from a, a cat household or? When I grew up, my parents already had a Siamese cat. I believe it was like a seal point and it was a runt. They got it actually as a wedding gift. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That is a great but wedding. A wild it, present. To be like, it's a I don't wild know if you gift, want but this. Just like <laughs> every, like, if anyone's listening, I'm getting married in three years. That gives you three years to buy me a cat for my wedding gift. I would absolutely accept that. That would be wonderful. Just putting it out there. I don't know where I'm going to be in three years. The fact that you know that is, rem- that's well done. That's plain. I'm sorry. That is just foresight. Well done. <laughs> I am uh, engaged. I just like know. Oh, no, I assume that it wasn't yeah, like you were yeah, throwing yeah. that out. I to wasn't the world. just it's like, like <laughs> this is the. <laughs> you know, I, I read the who. secret, and if I envision this, it's going to happen, people. <laughs> I've manifested that in three years' time. Um, but that's such an incredible gift. Do you know who gave it to them? I don't. They probably did tell me, but they also probably told me when I was four. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, she was an absolutely lovely cat. And we used to have a lot of feral cats around the house because my dad would always feed them and then he'd pick them up so they'd be friendly. So that's what I always learned when I get a cat, especially young, to hold it repeatedly. Yeah. Because that's actually becomes comfortable with, with people. If you hold it repeatedly, you pet it. it comes out. So at one point, I think my family was feeding 14 feral cats who just lived around the house, which is something I'm sure our neighbors loved. <laughs> and that's why, because my mom actually called me uh, a couple of days ago. We've got turkeys, never had turkeys. It's a suburban neighborhood, just large turkeys. Go. I saw it. it's a turkey and little turkeys run by. I saw it once I was visiting my mom and on Long Island, hence this voice. And there was just a turkey by my mom's car. I looked through the front window. It looked like the turkey was going, like just hitting the tires. Okay, well, I'll, I, you know, I'll offer like 15000 for the car. Let's see if they take it. <laughs> and so my mom's like, should I feed them? They're like, no, those are big birds. Don't do that. But that's what we did. So yeah. we always had, we had dogs. We had uh, cats. We had turtles. We had a bird. Yes. We, um, a lot of animals yeah. for, for a place that wasn't a farm. A yeah. lot of animals. Yeah. For a place that was a ranch house somewhere on Long Island. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's how I grew up also. Just, I don't know, so that's many pets. A- yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more from Francesco. Hello, sleepyheads. Sleeping with Celebrities is your podcast pillow pal. We talk to remarkable people about unremarkable topics, all to help you slow down your brain and drift off to sleep. For instance, we have the remarkable Neil Gaiman. I'd always had a vague interest in live culture, food preparation. Sleeping with Celebrities, hosted by me, John Moe, on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Night-night. Somewhere in an alternate universe where Hollywood is smarter... And the Emmy nominees for Outstanding Comedy Series are Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Frepple, 
Dear America, We've Seen You Naked, and Allah in the Family. In our stupid universe, you can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. Any, did you, did you like have one that you bonded to young? Because I, ha- I have to imagine, like, you know, you, you don't grow up uh, and, and write a bunch of books about poetry from pets without loving them for a while. I mean, Bettina was a, when I was a little younger and I did love Bettina. Mm-hmm. Panda, who was our dog. I mm-hmm. really, and I know I'm talking about cats, but I really I mean, did bond with Panda. Too. And I would take her for very long walks, probably oh. at an age when she shouldn't have had them because I like to walk a lot. Yeah. And it would be breaks and the dog just looked at me and was like, what? Are we ever going to see home again? <laughs> and but I have always liked animals. I've always liked other people's animals. I've never been like as a cats or dogs. It's like I you don't have to choose. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's very much you the ethos of of this yeah. community. Yeah, yeah. And when I was looking for an apartment, so this call up here, I wanted to make sure it was pet friendly. I didn't have pet yet, but I wanted to make sure because mm-hmm. pets are very important to me. And so I asked the co-op, the you know, sales, salesperson, I said, are we allowed to have pets here? And she said, we're the most pet-friendly building in Manhattan. So I said, so could I have a pygmy goat? And she said, well, you're going to have to carpet the floor. It's like, no, wait, can I have a pygmy goat? Well, because the hooves, make sure you ask the people, but if you insert no, no, I'm about to make a horrible life decision here. <laughs> because you're going to have a pygmy goat, a fainting goat. There are going to be so many damn goats yeah. in this apartment I love right a now. pygmy goat as well. Like, they're so great. <sighs> I found out later that was a complete lie because the head of board said, you can't have a goat in the apartment. She, she would have told you anything. You could have said, can I have a bull seal? And she said, yeah, go ahead, get three. Sign this. <laughs> but pets are, this is a remarkably long-winded answer of pets have always been very important to me. Yeah. And I do like writing things in the voices of animals. Mm-hmm. Which this is what happens when you get the degree that we did in twentieth century British place. Uh, it's, it's exactly what it is, and I yeah, I mean I like writing characters, and that's what I do with the comic strip, and I and I so it was a natural fit, and um, again I'm very fortunate how this turned out. I feel very yeah. fortunate. Yeah, I love Thank that. You. Oh, it's you. Love poems by cats. Available on there. <laughs> what is it about like writing in the voice of animals that you enjoy so much? I mean, I think that like there's something about we always talk about that human animal connection on this podcast right. and is that makes it so special. Um, what have you learned about that connection while writing as animals? Well, I mean, one, cats are very particular. So it does give you a certain, you know. As we discussed, they are friendly and they are very loving, but it is remarkably on their own terms. So it's fun to write something where the walls are pretty high and it's very kind of focused on what the character is like. So it's it's nice to do that voice. But also when you write things in an animal's voice or whatever it is, you're essentially writing about people to a large degree. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I mean, these are, oh, it's you, you know, I'm not going to say this, but I mean, they love poems by cats. 
but it is about relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go like, this is a big thing, but you know, the book is split up in four chapters. One is when you first meet, two is when you're getting to know each other, three is when you're in a long-term relationship, and four is near the end of a relationship. Like imagine you've been married 50 years. So that was the division of the book. And you do have all this experience with a cat, but you also have all this experience with a partner. Yeah. So in this regard, it was when I try to write these things, I do, some of them are very cat-based and some of them are, I mean, there would occasionally be a poem about the cat realizing that someone isn't coming back, that the relationship broke up. Mm-hmm. Or there was like when, when one of my cats passed away before the other one, I had to put everything away, but the cat just wandered around meowing oh. for four or five days until I put everything away. And it was about saying goodbye. Yeah. And yes, yeah. that happened to cat, but it happens in people. And I think... Using the prism of an animal to refract these thoughts through, it actually makes it clearer for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's an easier way. And if if I'm dealing with something, it's easier for me to write in the voice of the animal because it's just that little separation that makes me look outside of it and back into it. Yeah. yeah. So then I've got a clearer view than if I'm in the eye of the storm trying to see what's going on. Well, it's like they also, you know, they only communicate via like, expression and body language and occasionally meowing and so it almost is the stripped down version of the thing we're trying to articulate all the time you know yeah like, I'm, I'm trying to put this into words and then all of a sudden you know your cat does a thing and you're like it's that i i was you know you, it, they simplify everything in a really nice That's, way that that is really good yeah it, it's exactly right it does strip it down because cats unlike dogs don't even have like the working eyebrows right. so that so the facial expressions are minimum as well yeah because yeah. you know if you just look at the cat the cat either looks surprised or going why you <laughs> but, no the cats all look a bit judgmental like their facial oh, yeah. is just permanently <laughs> judging you even though you know they're not so yeah well, yeah I, they're telling you you know i will and it's not from Yorkton, but I will say that uh, occasionally I've had with friends and sort of the cats seem like vaguely British in that if they're going to say something, it's going to be sardonic, yet you're going to find it really funny and it's going to be remarkably dry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so It's true. just going to be very dry. And this is going to be an aside and this will be in a weird aside. So, yeah. um, <laughs> because the first word out of this aside will be restroom. But, uh, <laughs> In a restroom, obviously, you know, just stall and everything. Yeah. Someone goes in the restroom, and I don't know what happened. He said that the first thing that happens is an orange just rolls out of the restroom. And this British man just goes, I think you need more fiber. <laughs> and it was the accent, and it was the delivery, and everything that basically I had to leave the bathroom so I could laugh, because you're sitting in the bathroom by yourself laughing, not a good thing. Come back, I can't believe So, oh, it's you. Love poems by cats. Yeah. But it's that they it to your point it's sardonic, but it's it's judgmental, and you don't know if you're being judged or they're slowly falling asleep in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're just kind yeah. of annoyed that you've created a song about them and you've been singing about it for about twenty three minutes. Yes. And it really consists of the word kitty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like yes. what narrating what you're doing for them as you're doing it for some reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I live alone, hence why I'm still losing my mind here. <laughs> um, and see, when this podcast is off, I'm still talking like this. Yeah. It's not a healthy thing. <laughs> uh, but I know that when I do things, occasionally I make a song about it, or you do the narration. Mm-hmm. So one of the poems is the cat just dealing with the fact that 
I won't shut up. <laughs> but sometimes that happens in a relationship where someone does, they did do the song and everything, the other person goes, mm-hmm. I did find that cute two years ago. <laughs> that was adorable two years ago. You're still doing that, Two huh? years ago. Okay. <laughs> still, still, still think it's gold. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, cats can't tell us when they're sick of our, our jokes and songs. Hmm. Occasionally they'll do the soft... You know, with the paw. Yeah. Uh, I will get that. I will get these soft bites. They've never scratched me. They've never bitten me. They've never, they have yet to knock anything over in this apartment. And there's a lot. There's a lot. I'm a man child. There's a lot of stupid toys around that they can knock over. And they haven't, they haven't broken a single thing. Wow. My cat's like primary hobby is knocking stuff over. Like it's (laughs) to do. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this. We're redecorating. That's it. Yeah. What was um? What was the weirdest thing that your cat peed on? Oh yeah. <laughs> Just thinking about the title of I can pee on this because I have a cat that does spitefully pee on things. Like it's her way of communicating. Like contempt. I had a friend who was the only other person who bonded my with my cat Boris. The one I said was E.T. earlier. Mm-hmm. Natasha and he was staying over. He said, you know, can I just stay over for a week? And I will say that was the most seven, that was the most fun seven months I've ever had. But he stayed a lot longer. I mean, it was it was a week. He was there almost a year. Yes, supposed to pay the rent. Mm. But uh, Boris loved it. Mm-hmm. Right. My friend would talk to Russian and Boris, and you know, to, to Boris because his name and you know, Natasha didn't. So every two or three days, pee in his shoes. <laughs> Just no. And then when he and then when my friend. Wised up and decided to put his shoes or anything else. What else he got? Yeah. Whatever. And she never did this. And she was I a remarkably it. friendly person. Oh, but no. she was just wondering. It's like, you're going to pack any attention? And <laughs> it's not peeing. But Natasha, the same cat, who I said was the really friendly one. Mm-hmm. If I was gone for like a day and a half, obviously feed everything. When I came back, I realized that when I opened the door, I had to immediately look down. Because the first time I didn't day and a half or so she would just dump right in front of the door same spot specifically if i were gone for like 36 hours so i knew well, i'd open the door and the first thing will go because you know door opens inward which course, is great it's like, yeah. eh, and <laughs> and then yep. have to clean up and uh this who you can't see on podcast oh, but this hi. would be kiki <laughs> kiki looking like a walking victrola <laughs> But um, that's so funny. I I do think that like because they they know absolutely what they're doing. They know they're inconveniencing you, and they know that yeah. it's it's a display of like deep disapproval in your actions. And I just find that so funny. Hi, Kiki. We're going to oh, lift her so she doesn't start stepping over keyboards. But there we go. Oh, See? There oh, we I do are. love a little oh, she, oh. She's she, so uh, she now has things because of. Uh, Oh, she's got a little tooth problem, but oh. it looks like she can puncture, you know, cans open and such. And, <laughs> and she's, she's actually a very calm cat who, now that I said has not broken her thing, she's going to destroy everything. Oh, absolutely. It's all going <laughs> down. She, I'm going to find out she actually has matches. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, um, I use the poems to think about what the thoughts of the cat, but also the, my thoughts. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Ella, do you have any other questions, or should we? Uh, no, I try? think it's I think it's time for the question. All right. Well, as promised, we have to ask every guest if you were an animal, what animal would you be? <laughs> so, uh, 
I, I like my cat just looked up at me. Yeah, Go ahead, like, Elsa. Uh-huh, I want to hear this. <laughs> I'm really curious now. I want to hear this. No, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Like you there. Yeah. Oh, she's so, she's cute. so cute. Also, perfect oh, framing. It's just the top of the cat's head in the cone. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh, you look like a waffle cone. You look yeah. like a waffle cone cat. Uh, I will say, and it will be cat, okay? I'm talking to the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you, so don't get pissed. <laughs> talking to the cat still. Uh, <laughs> I will say a Siamese cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because a Siamese cat has the widest range of noises and vocal <laughs> reflections. So the Siamese cat officially, unofficially, has the largest vocabulary. Ooh. A Siamese cat Large. will never shut up. <laughs> will keep talking. And yeah. if there's something I might have gotten across in this interview, is that I... I'm still talking. It's still happening. I just, I, 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 it, it just won't shut up. So I'm not saying, would I be a cat? I'm afraid I'm this specific cat. It's maybe a more specific right, yes. answer. Specific, specific. That's why you get paid for writing, using the same word twice in three words. That's alliteration. I don't care. It's perfect. All professional. All professional. This is all good. Okay. All solid. I, I love that answer. Yeah. Like. The, the chattiness of a Siamese. I have a Bengal, and I also think that oh, wow. he, like, they also chat a lot. Like, she's so talkative, as am I. So I relate to that deeply. Yeah. yeah. Do the Bengal, does she jump very high? Or, yes, she uh... does. She's got incredibly powerful back legs, and she jumps so, in high. It's a nightmare. She <laughs> she doesn't she mean goes... to destroy anything. She just has to leap. No, she, she doesn't. <laughs> no, she does also do it on purpose, though. <laughs> She'll, she'll leap. So we'll put things up high because we'll be like, she couldn't possibly get up there. And then she's like, ha, sucker. <laughs> Jump a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, stuff there. Yeah. When I had Natasha and Christmas ornaments, these cats have never destroyed a single Christmas ornament. Eventually, it's all going to come to a head and they'll do something. <laughs> when the revolution comes. Yeah, they're, they're writing a list <laughs> of all the things that you've been like, it's crazy. They haven't destroyed these. And they're like, okay, Ooh. uh-huh. Go on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Has he given us a royalty to the damn book? No. Okay, it's time to burn this place. So Natasha would look at a Christmas over and she'd slowly lift her paw and I'd say, no. And then she'd slowly bring it down. And she'd do it, no, put it down. And then she'd do it, no. And she just, this is, she turned around and just stared at me with a paw and, and just smacked the hell out of it and just did not run. Walked off. I did a comic about it because I was like, God. But just like, I don't know who you think is in charge. I know whose name is on the lease, but I'm telling you, if anything, let's just say fire in the house. Who do you think they're going to rescue? This guy or me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm eventually in charge here. It's all uh, yeah, 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 of course. Eventually I eat you. You know, it's good. It's all worked out well. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things is Ella has um, unintentional cat shelves. Oh, I do. Yeah, had wall because shelves. I just had to. I just had to clear them down. Like I had bookshelves. We had bookshelves in our in our bedroom, and the cat just claimed them. She was like, "No, no, these are mine now." <laughs> so after weeks of her leaping up, knocking off our books, and being like, "But I want to play here," we just were like, "Fine." Yeah. So we just moved all the books, and uh, she now just it's like a, you're a forced. Uh, you got cat parkour. <laughs> Yeah, she is. It's like cat parkour. That is exactly what it is. It's it's entertaining to watch her, but I'm just like, this was not the plan. <laughs> I wanted shelves. I just want you to know we're accommodating people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very accommodating. 
Uh, well, this has yeah. been so fun. Thank you. For- yeah, this has been delightful. Oh, thank you so much. I had a great time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, oh, where, please. No, this is this is a blast. Where can people buy the book and where can people find more of uh, you? Uh, where can, I'm sorry, what was the second uh, question? Where can where people can find people more work? of you? Is there a social media website, anything like that? Uh, yeah. So the book, oh, it's you, Love Poems by Cats, <laughs> uh, can be purchased Barnes & Noble, Amazon, independent bookstores, whenever possible, please, mm-hmm. from an independent bookstore, please support your local bookstore. Uh, online, it is F. Marchiliano, which I'm sure you already figured out in your head people how to spell that one, <laughs> at uh, Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called today. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is Francesco Marchiliano, author, which is the longest thing that I think they've got on Facebook as a title. It's <laughs> F. Marchiliano on Instagram. And if you like Christmas stuff right now, I also do a Twitter thing called Angry Santa Elf. Ooh. Because, you know. Oh, I, I, professionals yeah, so if you're on okay. Twitter for Angry Santa Elf, there you go. Fantastic. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I really had a lot of fun. Thank you. Peeing in shoes is maybe more more rude than peeing in a cooking pan. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Is, I, I was... As he talked about it, I was like, ooh, is that worse? It's definitely more pointed, I think. It's very personal. It's very isn't personal. It? Like, you, there, there is an intended target. There. Yes. It's like, oh, because th- the, they smell you and they're like, you need these and I'm going to yeah. ruin it, them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It is rude. Just how you can't, I guess, similar to Pan, like, you can't clean that. Like, it, but you can try. I don't know that because it's a shoe, like it goes on your feet. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like, I don't know. Could, like, I don't know if you can get the smell out because they're so. It's so true. And it depends. It really depends on the shoe. Yeah. Like, if it's like a soft soled trainer thing, sneaker. Yeah. Then, like, the, it, that's absorbent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so absorbent. Like, I mean, it's already hard enough to get like bad foot smell out of a shoe. Yeah. Let alone. <laughs> Cat pee. Look at that pee smell. So it's pretty, and they're expensive. That's really rude. Depending on the yeah. shoe, but still, it's like some of my shoes, like if they got yeah. peed on, I would be pretty sad. I'd be really, no, I so agree with you. So, yeah. Cats, like they're just petty kings and queens. They really like, are. They really are. I love it for them, though. Me too. I love it. Um, everyone go buy Francesco's books. Yes. Check them out. Yeah. Fantastic. I feel like oh it's you is such a good I'm gonna probably give it to my first part of his Christmas present Ooh, I feel like yeah. that's such a good like yeah it's really good it's also yeah. uh, what a perfect uh, example of the importance of punctuation because oh exclamation point it's you entirely different meaning than oh period it's you just something yeah, to about completely true so true <laughs> Um, yeah, check out his books. Uh, also, send us your animal poetry. You know we love that. Yeah, love it. Um, join us on Discord. Join us on Instagram. Send us your ready pet goes. Comfort creatures at maximumfun.org. What else? Anything? No, I think those are all the things. And we're going to leave you with a reading of one of Francesco's poems. Um, so we're going to hand back over to him. Oh, it's you. Love poems by Cat. 
Poem number one. To the person I am now with, you are everything I could ever want, if it has to be you. Poem number two. I'm home. My new home, my forever home, is simply everything I thought it would be, based on what I could glean was your particular sense of style. Poem number three, my favorite human. I ran my head into your face to show you that you're my favorite human. I slammed my rear into your face to show you that you're my favorite human. I'm sitting on your face to show that you're my favorite human. Let's face it, I like your face, even if it always looks shocked and disgusted. Poem number four, Believe in Us. To me, you will always be that special person who bought the wrong cat bed four times in a row. Four. And yet, I still try to make us work. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.